Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Loud and Local continues on The Rock with Kevin Deers, 99.9 KISW. Hey, it's Loud and Local Stay Home Sessions. Right now, I'm talking to an instrumental group. I don't get to talk to too many instrumental groups. Pretty cool. Uh, it is a, a two-piece project, I believe. Uh, it's Christopher Coleman and Will Andrews. Chris, sh- should I call you Chris or Christopher? I usually go by Chris. Chris, and then Will. You go by Willie now? Uh, it's, uh, that's my Zoom nickname. Okay, okay. Your Zoom and nickname. My, my multiple band nickname. So Nice. All right. The 10 wide thing. So yeah, uh, you may recognize Will Andrews from 10 Miles Wide. Uh, he's uh, been on the show a few times in the past. Uh, I believe this is, is this the first time I've had you on the show, Chris? No, I, I went, came on with uh, Intisar. That's right. That was a couple years back, yeah. That's right. Awesome, man. Well, um, welcome back. Uh, this is obviously a lot different than having you guys in the studio. Uh, we're doing things via Zoom. Yeah, super like long distance here. Cool. Uh, so tell me, uh, I guess, Chris, start off, where are you right now? Where in Seattle um, are you located in? Are you? It looks like you're in a pretty badass library slash, like, practice space. Uh, I'm actually in Atlanta right now. Oh, oh, you got the Braves hat. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I moved here uh, about a month ago. Wow. Mid- uh, mid-COVID uh, move. Yeah, we were supposed to move out months ago, but yeah, COVID pushed it back and... Will and I had just been talking. We'd been kind of throwing around ideas, and when COVID hit, we were like, "We should just make some music right now. This is like a great time to do something, get something yeah. out, and you know, just use the the time that we had." Uh, how are you liking down in Georgia? I love it. I think it's a it's an amazing town. It's surprising. I think people don't realize that it's really wooded here, and it's mm-hmm. it's kind of reminiscent in certain ways of Seattle. At least parts of it are, and um, the weather is. You know, it's hot in the summer and whatnot, but it's not that bad in uh, the fall. It's actually cooled down quite a bit, so it's tolerable. If you don't mind me asking, what brought you to Atlanta? I uh, just wanted to pursue different things. Uh, I've been trying to get more into film music stuff, and oh. uh, there's just a lot more opportunities here than there are in Seattle. Fair just enough. a change of scenery. Just I've lived in Seattle like my whole life and just want to experience a different place. Right on, man. Well, congratulations. Thanks, man. With uh, obviously with the advent of the internet and 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 being able to uh, work remotely uh, as everyone is right now, you guys can collaborate on this project, right? Totally, yeah. Uh, it, yeah I can record stuff here and send off tracks to Will, and we can kind of keep it going. Do you guys have both have have your own like um, 
your own setups as far as like your your own rigs to like record uh professional professionally like pro tools um i just got into pro tools that was one of the things i wanted to learn during covid to you know up my game a little bit so yeah. i got pro tools and a, and a new computer so i can do basic editing and stuff like that yeah um but i can't like record drums in my house but i have a buddy named pat um we call his studio affectionately the secret studio nice. that's where we did most of the tracking it's in bothell and like not a lot of people know about it but it's got a, like a really great drum room so um yeah i think chris chris can record all kinds of stuff at his house he's got you know studio gear and he can send it to me and i can do little tweaks and stuff and then take it to pat's studio and and do drum tracks so we can be pretty pretty mobile which is cool or pretty uh remote i guess you could say so and, and you're still in seattle right well yeah, well, I live in Linwood, um, but oh, okay. I do a lot of work out of Seattle. But not in Atlanta. Not in Atlanta. No, I'm <laughs> still here. Uh, so speaking, you're speaking about drums. Uh, no one can see it because this is an audio interview. But behind you is a huge set of drums. Uh, how many? Dr- <laughs> what's the story? How many drums do you have behind you? Uh, shoot, let me see. I haven't even counted yet. I got them yesterday. Twenty. I have twenty drums behind me, and it <laughs> came. The deal came with another snare drum. Wow. Um, so it was just like a, a Craigslist deal that was too good to pass up. Yeah. I'm literally selling three kits, two kits tomorrow and another one later this week. And I might, uh, I might keep one for myself. Um, sorry, I got a call. I might keep a kit for myself or, uh, or sell it and make more money. So money's You're- tight, man. COVID, you gotta, you gotta get your money where you can get it. And this deal was too good to pass up. So some guy just said every, every size of grand star possible um he, there's no eights and there's no 11s and there's no 20 inch floor toms and there's no kick drums other than the 22 and 24 and there's no standard sizes so it's all like power sizes um but it's everything from a 10 to a 18 tom minus a couple was it just like uh, liquidating a drum store or something no a guy a guy had been collecting these he bought a, a tom a grand star set like in 91 Uh and kept it in like mint condition it's like perfect yeah and he wanted to do the crazy like terry bozio thing and have like a million more drums to play so we found a bunch of used kits and just like had them laying around and the the craigslist ad said that there was two kits for sale and i go there and there's like two gigantic kits and like a third kit that's like oh yeah there's this other grand star kit do you want that i'm like yeah are you kidding me are you sure like is this cool and they gave me all these like like badass cymbal stands and cases and all this stuff for like not a lot of money. So I that's just, dope. I got super lucked up. It's like a lifetime Craigslist deal. It's like incredible. That's epic, man. I I I I get I geek out when I come across a cool T-shirt at a thrift store. Yeah. You just you you scored crazy big time, man. That's awesome. Congratulations. It was, it was, I got really lucky, so I'm I'm pretty stoked. Uh, I took four trips in my Mazda three. Oh my god! All the stuff from my house, but it was worth it. it. Took like three hours. So we're we're here to talk about Night Palm, which is a collaborative effort uh, between you two. Now it's across the country, uh, collaborative project. You guys have released two songs so far: Doomsday and Dutch Cor- Dutch Courage. Um, I guess uh, first off, before we go into the band and and, and the, the project, how have you guys been during this time? It's it's a lot different uh, time than than I've had you guys in the studio. Uh, Chris, let's start with you. How how are you holding up during 
uh, COVID during the pandemic? You know, we're six, seven months into this. Uh, how, how are you staying sane? How are you staying, uh, staying, you know, busy? Well, uh, it's been pretty insane. I mean, with the move to mm-hmm. on top of just the, um, you know, we like, isolated and then we're trying to gather everything our kids couldn't go to school we're trying to like move everything and so it it just was a this is gonna i'm gonna look back on this era and it's just gonna be something that's gonna be remembered i think the rest of my life as being pretty insane Uh, but i I know it's that way for everyone um i've been trying to use it as a creative time i know will and i both have been trying to use it as time that we can create stuff and bring something positive you know, into a kind of a rough era and whatnot. And it's kind of where I've been coming from. Yeah. And how about you, Will? Um, yeah, it's crazy, man. It's um, so much going on in the world uh, along with the pandemic and the election and all that stuff. And it's just like, it's, it's the uh, need to be plugged in is there, you know, into all the news and politics and stuff like that. But um, I've really tried to, like I say, up my game and like, got a new computer, got pro tools, got Adobe premiere can edit video now as yeah. well as audio. Um, doing the night palm record was like amazing just cause that's when I think the COVID thing was still kind of at its sketchiest point where we didn't really know a lot about it. Um, but we went in and decided to, you know, social distance and make some music while we could. <laughs> and, um, you know, Chris and I had the desire to make a record, um, together, just the two of us for a while now and we were finally able to realize that. So this, this extra free time from not working and stuff, it's just like, it's been like a blessing for being creative. And I've, I've done, um, collaborative stuff with a few other artists, uh, that are, and that stuff's going to be coming out hopefully in the next couple months. Um, yeah, I did, you know, music video, two music videos now with walking papers. One of them was released. The other one's coming out hopefully in November or something like that. Um, and, you know, just been participating in all kinds of stuff. There's stuff that I haven't even really talked about yet. Yeah. <laughs> that were, you know, things from the past that might resurface. And stuff. Cool. So um, it's been like a super creative period. And I like it's definitely a silver lining in this whole crazy ordeal we're all dealing with, you know, having the extra time to explore creativity and, and really like collaborate with people. You know. Well, I mean, that's. I guess, uh, you know, you don't want to say like, oh, yeah, it's a it's a great time or something, because obviously that's kind of like callous to say for a lot of people. But for me personally, like I'm trying like like you, you, you're you saying, like being creative, I'm trying to find ways to kind of you know channel my energy into into, you know, doing think my own personal projects. And and uh, I, I actually spoke with uh, a wrestler for Defy uh, Wrestling last night for a, a new wrestling podcast uh, for Defy that I'm doing, Randy Myers. And. And uh, Ravenous Randy, he spoke about um, how he's doing all these new, he has a bunch of new projects, he's doing stand-up comedy, and I think we both agreed, and uh, I have also spoken with some musicians who agree with this, is that at the end of this, if we do it right, uh, we'll all have some new kind of skills under our, on our tool belt at the end of this, because we kind of were just forced to, you know channel some energy and like i i didn't have a home uh little podcast recording studio before this and my friend lent me some gear i set it all up i figured it out myself and you know uh i'm working on doing figuring out some video editing and it's uh you know i probably wouldn't have had that time to to figure that out or been forced to but it's going to be a good thing in the end so 
I agree. I think it's it's always good to improve your skills and to make yourself open to learning new things to be able to get your ideas out there. And, you know, it's awesome. It's, it's definitely the best part of this whole thing. Granted, a lot of people are sick and or worse, and um, it is nice to be able to kind of you know have the time to express ourselves and you know pick up skills and stuff. So uh, a question I'd like to ask you guys is, I know you guys are both not just musicians, but music fans and music lovers. Um, if you're having a day where you can't escape and you're, you know, you're stuck in a negative feedback loop, you hear some bad news, uh, which there is a lot of it, you know, maybe you're watching a debate or two uh, <laughs> and uh, you just you're you're in a bad mood. What's an album that you can go to uh, that can just clear your mind or bring you back to better times? or can just kind of, you know, level you? Is there an album that you can reach for that, that'll just, uh, you know, bring you back to the world you want to be in? I know for me, it's Brian Eno and the Pearl and some of that stuff. I mean, it's, it's just therapy for me. I yeah. don't know. Sometimes I just need to clear my head and listen to something that's just peaceful and calm. And yeah, that's a big one for me. I knew he was going to say that because I was going to say that. Yeah, uh, Brian Eno, Brian Eno, and Harold Bud the Pearl is like an incredible ambient album. Okay, um, he showed it to me like fifteen years ago or ten years ago or something like that, and it's yeah. been pretty much constant rotation ever since. But it's like super meditative and calming, and just like if you've never heard it, and if you like ambient music, that's totally the one I'd I'd probably start with, or one of them I'd start with. Uh, I would say if I want to like lift my spirits. I'd say Rush is one of those bands that yeah. is just like such an up band. Even if they're talking about, you know, difficult topics and stuff like that, I think they're just like their music just invokes this like happiness, you know, and this epicness that's just hard to hard to deny. It would make sense that the guy with like a million drums behind him would would be talking about right. Rush. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. So th- this this project, Night Palm, um, is it safe to say it's like a pandemic project? Like something that has been born of the pandemic, or did you were you guys planning it before? Um, you know, was this something that you guys had like kind of mapped out or thought about before things went down? Or I would, I would say it's it's not really a pandemic project, musically speaking, because some of these ideas go back a couple of years. Okay, um, I think the musical chemistry that Chris and I share have, has, is really old. It's like twenty years old. Cause yeah, we were, we were in a progressive band. Um, Omni. In our early 20s all the way up to our, you know, late 20s. Omni, right? Uh, yep. Yeah. yeah. That's the one. I'm from Kentwood uh, High School. I saw you guys at Fat Fest, okay? Oh, hell yeah. That's, crazy. that's, that's right. So Shout out to Steelman. Yeah. He got me into it. Oh, yeah. Steelman. Yep. Steelman got me into Omni. I still have the oh, first yeah. Omni CD. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what is it? Paint yeah. Color by Numbers or? Paint by Numbers. Yeah. Paint by Numbers. Yeah. I still have that. I remember designing the with Chris the cover for that album on his uh his Macintosh computer back in like the year two thousand one. Amazing. Oddly enough, I found a copy of Paint by Numbers on the internet. Oh. And I and I bought it just because I just like it was in Georgia somehow. Somehow it made it to Georgia, and it was sealed, and it was either on eBay or some sort of store or something like that. Yeah. Just like I have to buy this. Like I can't not it buy like, this album. You went like a dollar fifty or something. It was like fifteen bucks. Oh, Whoa! Yeah, something like you that. You overpaid, but I overpaid. <laughs> but it's uh, it was the experience of ordering that album um, and getting it in the mail, and then just having it now is just 
it was kind of worth the fifteen dollars. Nice. So you <laughs> got legs, man. Yeah. So uh, is that stuff available online or no? Some of it's on on Bandcamp. Like I think just a couple of select tracks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we usually, you know, the, we were super young, you know, and we kind of had a, a a pretty varied interpretation of what the band would be, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and I just. You know, certain people don't want certain things out, I guess. And we just had to kind of pick the things that we like the most and put them up for people to hear if they're if they want to. I'm so proud of a lot of those songs. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not all of it. I think it's I think it's we were pushing pretty hard as a young independent group of, you know, late teens, early 20 year olds, you know, so I don't know. But, but so that's how you guys met. Uh, you, you guys met back then, and you guys have that that chemistry and in, in that creative, uh, you know, kind of partnership. So, have had you guys been talking about doing like a collaborative, uh, you know, duo, musical duo for a while? A couple years. That's um, awesome. Yeah, well, we kind of brought Omni back, and then some things happened, and mm-hmm. we had to kind of figure out what we wanted to do and we started writing as a duo and it was going well and then we involved some more people and you know i got super busy with touring Mm -hmm. and it just wasn't it wasn't really in the cards um mainly due to time and things like that and some other circumstances and um but i've always wanted to do another you know really cool record just me and chris without any outside influence just me and him let's just work together on stuff and just you know i think that um we've always had a really good, well, not maybe not always, but worked into a really good way to communicate with each other. Yeah. And I think just whatever that third band member was or whatever, just kind of threw a, a wrench in the operation and um, kind of broke that communication down a little bit. Um, but I think as a duo, I think you get this really pure, honest version of, of the musical musical chemistry yeah. we have because of the communication and all the time and experience we've, we've had making music together over the, the decades you know was there ever a discussion to bring a vocalist in or did you guys always want to keep it instrumental i think uh, if the right right person came along or something then it would be a possibility i don't know i think finding the right person is the issue though fair enough maybe maybe for a track or two i don't know if it's eventually going to be a full-on vocal band i think i think the music we like the music to kind of speak for itself you know yeah i think it it does in a lot of ways um but you know you would never count it out to have a guest vocalist on there at some point the thing with if, lo- like, chino, if chino from the deftones is like listening and right wants to collaborate yeah, yeah still well, right for chino <laughs> well, he, I was reading the Rolling Stones or uh, Rolling Stone article about the new Ohms uh, Deftones album, which is an awesome album, by the way. Uh, mm-hmm. And he was he recorded up in what like Woodenville with Terry Date. So in the middle, yeah, uh, up in I, like live almost in Woodenville. That's super funny. So I guess Terry Date lives up there now and has a recording studio. And so in the beginning of the pandemic, when everyone was super hyper freaked out about it and like didn't think you could interact with anyone. Chino was living in a in a trailer in Woodenville outside of Terry Date's house. So, wow. you know, maybe you could have gone to Trader Joe's and uh ran into him and get him to <laughs> Man, <laughs> so random. We recorded up in Bothell at Pat's studio, which is like kind of on the Woodenville sort of border. Mm-hmm. Which is really funny. Right? But yeah, he lives in Portland now. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. So now we can all stalk him. Okay. 
maybe, yeah. I'll, maybe I'll start stalking Terry Date and be like, get him to mix a record for free or something. Oh, <laughs> all right. Yeah, sounds good, man. Uh, you uh, you guys uh, do have a couple songs, um, Doomsday and Dutch Courage. Uh, is there a is there an album uh, on the way, or is are you guys just releasing single by single? Um, what's the, what's the story if you are able to share it? Uh, we have an album on the way for sure. Um, we have a bunch of songs done, ready to be released. Yeah. Um, but we might add more. So mm. kind of figuring that out. Um, and we want to kind of stage this, this release. So, you know, because of the move and all that stuff, we want this, we want to be able to have a presence. Right. And like sure. kind of the current thing to do is to release a couple singles and we released a video for doomsday. And then maybe we have another single coming out, which is like a one minute, 15 second ambient piece. Cool. We're going to try to, pitch that to a couple of places just to get on some playlists and stuff. See if we can yeah. get it out there to people. Um, and, uh, and then we might release one more single and then drop the record. We'll cool. see. Um, we're kind of hanging on to it and, and playing our cards, right. And we're starting from scratch, right. With this band. So we're trying to create a little bit of awareness before we drop a record. So it's not like a fart in the wind when you drop the record. You know what I mean? There's been a lot of amazing albums this year. I mean, I could count. I've just been trying to keep track of, of making playlists just, just so that I don't lose track in my head of these albums. And it's just like, it's hard to remember because they kind of just come out. And because you can't tour on them, you kind of really got to remember yeah. <laughs> so you got to force yourself to remember. All right, guys. So let's uh, let's go into a song here. We're going into the song Doomsday, uh, and and this was the first single, right? First single we released. Yep. Yeah. Right on, guys. All right, we're gonna go into it, and again, we're talking with Night Palm. It's loud and local. Stay home sessions.
So we're talking with Night Palm here on Loud and Local. That was uh, that was a song called Doomsday, the first single by Night Palm. Uh, where can people find this song? Pretty much everywhere. Um, Bandcamp, Spotify, iTunes, uh, Apple Music, uh, Deezer. Um, yeah, all over the place. YouTube. Awesome. Pretty, should be pretty easy to find <laughs> if you just type in Night Palm Doomsday. It's it's easy these days to be able to to track down local artists and support them. That's that's an awesome uh, thing about you know 2020. There's a lot of crap things about 2020, but one thing cool, cool thing is it's pretty easy to find music. You guys are an interesting group in the sense that it's uh, it's very ambient it's very post-rock it's very uh synth wave how do you classify it and and what uh what were your influences going in i guess and and what kind of thing were you guys uh, reaching for uh i don't think we really thought about classifying it too much specifically when we were writing but i know for myself i wanted to write something that was heavy yet melodic yeah and um bringing the kind of analog synth vibes in there, which I think are a cool texture with the, the more rock sort of sounds and whatnot. And blending with the, uh, I played a bass six, which is like a hybrid of a bass and a guitar. The synth just kind of set pretty nicely with those sounds and just kind of went with it. So, uh, is it, is it, is that all the instruments? It's a bass synth and, and drums. Is that, uh, all the layers or is there anything added, uh, on top of that? That's pretty much it, yeah. Nice. There's little, there's little touches of things like guitar and um, electric bass and stuff like that. But yeah, it's mostly lots of different synth sounds. And um, it's funny with the drums. I think we used a different drum kit on every single song that has drums on it. <laughs> Why is that? Um, uh, different tools for different jobs, I guess. You mm-hmm. know, uh, the first song, Doomsday's got a little bit more of a kind of a hi-fi sort of vibe uh live vibe and then dutch courage is like a bunch of big big drums that were like heavily muffled and processed you know to give it that kind of almost like 70s but uh super compressed kind of modern sound yeah etc but each song is kind of a different different like audio space you go to it's just fun to get experimental with sounds and try different things and see how different tones sort of fit different songs yeah Nice. Uh, so, Will, specifically you, uh, you're involved in, in quite a few projects. Obviously, Walking Papers, 10 Miles Wide, and then now with Night Palm. Is it hard for you to, uh, I guess, uh, you know, piece out time for each project? And then also, um, do you uh, do you ever find yourself, like, the, the, the kind of ideas, like, m- melding together, and you have to, to, like, differentiate, like, what goes with what band? Um, I'd say Creatively. as far as does it get too busy like right now during COVID? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> no one's touring. Uh, in yeah. fact, I'm, I'm finding things to do to try to keep myself from going crazy in between all the band stuff, you know, um, when I'm working though, and I'm doing two bands, three bands that it gets to be like way too much, you know, too quickly. Um, as far as things melding together, I think the beauty of the three bands is that they're all, pretty different from one another very true and there's things i do in night palm that i don't do in 10 miles wide and walking papers is like so different you know mm-hmm. wise like a lot more stripped down and for the song you know and 10 miles wide is a lot more aggressive yeah and night palm it's 
Night Palm to me is is more kind of like I get to paint, you know, a little bit more freely and and not have to be kind of a songwriting drummer like I am in Walking Papers, you know, and uh, not have to fill a role like I do in Ten Miles Wide. Like I feel like I can really be myself in Night Palm, which is one of the things I love about it. Nice, right on. I like that. I like that. Um, so I guess uh. W- I kind of want to uh, ju- jump into the other song here, Dutch Courage, but you were mentioning that there's another thing that uh, you guys might be dropping soon. Is there a timetable as to when we can expect to hear another thing from Night Palm? A uh, short ambient track will be dropping late October. Awesome. Right on. Uh, well, I am going to ask you guys a very personal question. Pick a scar on your body and tell us the story of how you got it. Chris, let's start with you. Oh, well, let's see. I have, well, I have scars from, unfortunately, I had to have a kidney transplant. So oh, wow. I have scars from that. <laughs> it's kind of a serious, serious moment. For real. Uh, yeah, I, I, that's probably my biggest scar that I have. Okay, well, I'm glad that you're... Uh, we're able to get that kidney transplant to get the donor. That's yeah, great. Totally. And it's from the music scene. Unbelievably, a, a friend from another band. So can you shout out the band? Uh, well, it's a band that no longer exists. Future fossils. Oh yeah. 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 That's amazing. That were you on dialysis for a while then? I was. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't recommend it. Yeah. I had a uh, f- good friend that was on that for quite a while. I, I definitely, uh, he, yeah, he was pretty rough patch, but that's awesome that you, that you're healthy now. And that's yeah, great. Very fortunate. Sure. Will, how about you, man? Any kidney transplants in your past? <laughs> no, but I do have a scar in my arm from when I was with my friends walking around at night. Uh, I think it was probably 10th grade and we were all hanging out together Yeah, and we, uh, we were wasted. I think it was my birthday. Um, and I asked my friend to burn me on the arm with a cigarette for as long as I could take it. So edgy. Yeah. So edgy, right? Edgy, dumb, drunk, high school, (laughs) right? Yeah. Uh, And I think it was on there for like 10 seconds or something like that. Holy crap. And uh, it like bubbled up and, you know, I was like, I'm never going to forget this moment. I'll always have the scar to remind me of the stupid thing I did when I was in 10th grade. You know what I mean? It's one of those things. So, it's still there. It's kind of faded, but it's like it's turned into this weird, like, white spot in my arm. So. Such a punk. Such a rebel. Hell metal. Yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't suggest that either, probably. Well, I mean, I don't know. I, I've never gone through it. Would you suggest that, Will? No, not really. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I won't ever forget it. So if you want to remember being with your friends, having a good time, drunk when you're young and stupid, then yeah, I would recommend it. But, uh, it's not worth it. Okay. Uh, Maybe it was. Maybe it was. Who knows? Yeah. Like, this little thing, you know. Who cares? It's right? Story that you were able to tell now. So there we go. It yeah. was worth it. So five years later, <laughs> I would suggest. Uh, you, do you guys have uh, social media like Facebook? Is there a Night Palm Facebook that people can uh, follow you along with? We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We pretty much stick to those two. Cool. Um, yeah. 
Right on. So add Nightpalm and follow along with uh, them as they're going to be releasing this uh, this project, uh, more music. I'm stoked to uh, to have you guys on. I like that it adds a little bit of spice. It's not your average, you know, four-on-the-floor rock band. It is uh, a little bit different, I like that. So um, we got to add some spice to the local music scene and kind of mix things up and slow things down a little bit with your guys' vibe, which yeah. is cool. Thanks for giving us the time to, to be on here and giving us a chance, man. I know we make some strange sounds, but uh, you know it's nice when we uh, when we get a little bit of get a little bit of love. So thank Ab- you again. Absolutely, Thanks. guys. Uh, any final words for the Northwest Loud and Local community, who's probably stuck inside uh, dealing with COVID? Keep creating, create art. Absolutely, it's a good time for it. Absolutely, I second that. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Here's the song uh, Dutch Courage. What is that? What's Dutch Courage? It's what they used to give soldiers on the battlefield before they had to fight. They'd get them kind of wasted a little bit. Oh. So they feel like they could go take on some horde of horrible people that were gonna, about to chop them up or something. So, All right. Let's get some Dutch Courage.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.